this morning to page number Yes, it's according to what Bible you have. There's no page numbers on my app. <laughs> I'm going to start at page number one. Is that all right? <laughs> Brother Garza, I love you. I'm so glad you're here. Amen. I love your spirit. Praise God. Uh, before we read a verse of scripture, um, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, we launched our building fund campaign, and just to remind you that our first fruit uh, Sunday is going to be the first Sunday in July, and uh, if you haven't had the opportunity uh, to fill out that pledge form concerning doing something for the building fund, uh, please take advantage of, of that today. I believe in the bulletins, there are envelopes, pledge forms that you can fill out and uh, we want to do our part and participate, and we want to work. We want to worship. We want to work. And if we're going to accomplish the work, we got a war because the enemy doesn't want us to do the will of God. So we're going to worship God. We're going to do the work of God. And in the process, we got to do a little warring too. Tell somebody you got to fight every once in a while. <laughs> I felt like fighting yesterday. But I didn't have to. <laughs> I didn't have to. Praise God. Amen. I know you're standing. I'm just trying to find a verse to read. Is that okay? <laughs> All right. Let's read this verse. I tell you what. Let's read another verse. Psalms 91. Somebody help me out. Psalms 91. I think that's somewhere in the Bible. I believe that's after chapter 90. <laughs> okay, let me read your little device here. What? Psalms 91. Here we go. I don't have it written down. He that dwelleth. Notice it didn't say he that visits. <laughs> he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high. It didn't say the most low or the most awesome, but the most high. If you're going to be blessed, he's got to be higher than you. All right. You can't be on the throne. That's true. He's got to be your most high. Yes, Shall abide under, say under. under. Say that's my place, that's my place. To, be under. to be under. Under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. And you can read the rest of the verses and find out the benefits of being under him. Somebody say, I must be under him. Praise God. On a personal level. That's right. That's right. I'm not talking about geography here. I'm talking about your position with God. Hallelujah. I was in a little storm the other day, and I know you want to be seated, and I'm going to let you sit down in just a second, but my son and I were, were in a little storm the other day. We had took our kayaks and we paddled across the channel and we made it to uh, the south end of Peanut Island. If you've never been there, you need to go. You live in paradise, by the way. 
So we paddled over there. We got some bait. I did. I'm usually the bait guy. You know, it stinks to be bait. <laughs> so I got the bait. Cameron was helping me get everything rigged up. We're getting ready to go catch a snapper, a snook, a tarpon, a whale shark, you know, something like that. Manatee, not really. <laughs> Although I have heard it is good, but you can't eat them, not legally here. Um, I have friends, but uh, <laughs> we won't go there. It's against the law. Okay, let's move forward. So we're there on the south end of the island, and I look. I said, well, we've got a southeast wind blowing. It may, uh, it may or may not rain. But then I looked to the west, and I saw really dark clouds over there, and it started lightning. And I'm like, oh, that's not a problem because it's way over there. And I'm like, you know, a few minutes later, I'm like, that's kind of weird. I'm, I'm, the clouds here are going this way. The clouds over here are going this way. And the clouds back here are coming this way. So you got clouds, you have this disturbance. You have these opposing forces. You have this, this uh, low and high pressure just kind of coming together, and it's very disturbing. And uh, we were talking, well, maybe we should go fish over here. And I said, nah, I think we should just wait for a little bit. I just had this notion that it's going to get nasty, and it did. Long story short, it got really, really bad. And... Uh, it started lightning and thundering, and the storm just blew right on top of us. Well, fortunately, the old uh, house is there, the, the old Coast Guard house, the store, and uh, the shelter is still there, that big shelter, roof, tarp, it's still there. And so I'm like, man, I feel sorry for everybody. There was some paddle boarders, they're paddle boarding, and they're getting hit with rain, I'm like, Guys, they're crazy. They're going to die. And they're paddling against the wind, and it's hitting them with rain. And I'm like, we got a shelter. And it's a big shelter. It's really big. It's big enough for not just me and my boy, but a lot of people could come under this shelter. <laughs> and I felt like now the Lord just started speaking to me about how important it is to have a shelter in your life because there will always be storms. There will always be issues, situations that are bigger and badder than you, but they're not bigger than Him. So I want to preach for a little while what I feel the Lord is reminding us about and the fact that is we need a secure Shelter. The Bible says in Psalms 46, verses 1 through 3, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, God is our refuge and our strength, and He's a very present help in the time of trouble. And because we know this, 
we will not fear because we have a shelter that is unshakable. Can you lift your hands and your voices with me for just a few moments and just cry out to the Lord, your refuge, your shelter, hallelujah, your fortress. He wants to remind us that in this world there will be tribulation. There will be storms, but there is a place that we can run to today. Hallelujah, better yet, there is a person, there is a being, there is a someone that we can run to today and be safe in the midst of the storm. And that safe place and person is the Lord Jesus Christ. Can we all lift our voices to Him here this morning? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of our God. Come on, put your heads together and give God praise. Because he's been steadfast. He's been consistent. He's been, he's been unchanging. Forever our God is faithful. You may be seated. No doubt everyone in here has had your share of problems and pain. You've had your share of tribulation and trials and temptations and I'm just going to sum it up and say you've been in some storms it's the fact the fact is you either been in storms you've just come out of a storm or perhaps you're getting ready to go into a storm and I live long enough to know that storms are unavoidable Storms will come. Some storms are created by the decisions of people. Some storms are provoked by decisions that you make. Some storms are demonic. Hello? The enemy does want to destroy you, you know. And there are other storms that come from the Lord. God can also use storms. That's right. That's right. Read the Bible. He can use the whirlwind He can use the tempest. But the fact of the matter is storms are a part of life on this earth. Storms are unavoidable. But I will step to this pulpit and tell you that even though storms are unavoidable, destruction and death, they are avoidable and they are preventable. Just because you are facing a storm, going into a storm, or in the midst of a storm, doesn't mean that you have to be destroyed by the storm. I know this is very plain. This is very elementary. In life, we seek shelters. When hurricanes come, we prepare. Is that right? I mean, not only do we break out the anointing oil and pray around the house, lay hands on the brick and the mortar. We do those things. We pray over the house. Maybe we pray over the pets. I don't know. Bring them in. We do all of those things. We put on the hurricane shutters. We put tape around the windows. We do certain things to secure the home so that it is not penetrated by the stormy wind and the rain. Is that right? Because we want to be protected. We want to be safe. 
We want our belongings to be protected. We want to keep them. It took us a while to get them, so we want to keep them. Right? We want to keep the refrigerator. <laughs> we want to keep the appliances. We want to keep the clothes. We want to keep those sentimental things. And so we prepare. We do what's necessary within our means to protect our stuff. But I want to tell you and I want to remind myself that the storms that are coming into this world, there's nothing that you're going to be able to do to stop them or to prevent losing some stuff. The reality is you're going to suffer loss. You're going to suffer pain. You're going to feel the pressure, but you don't have to be destroyed. You may lose a home. You may lose an automobile. You may lose a loved one. Ask our brothers and sisters over in Guatemala. They suffered loss. Yes, they did. Even in our churches, children lost their lives. So storms are unavoidable. There's different kinds of storms. You have thunderstorms. You have ice storms. I think they call them what, like blizzards? You have fire storms. You have all kinds of storms in our world. But the storms that I'm talking about are the storms of life caused by decisions either that we have made or that others have made. If you'll read a little bit about a storm, and I'm not here trying to be the weatherman uh, today. But I was reading a little bit of information concerning storms. A storm is simply the disturbed state of an environment. Anybody would be honest and say, would you be honest with me and say, I've been in some disturbing situations lately. I've been in some situations that have been very disturbing. There's been opposing forces. And I've become aware that there is a real adversary trying to take me out, trying to separate me, and trying to destroy my life. Anybody besides me would raise your hand and say, I've been in the storm, but I'm still here. Why are you still here? Is it because you're smart? No, it's because I found a shelter. I found someone, hallelujah, that is large and in charge, and I can go to him in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the tempest and the turbulence, in the midst of the trial, the test, and the tribulation. I found someone that will protect my soul even when I'm suffering and feeling the pressure and the pain of it all and his name is Jesus and I'm here today to declare that he wants to be a shelter for you blessed be the name of the Lord storms are caused by opposing forces we mentioned earlier about low and high pressure of course we uh, if we do a little research we'll find that is that these storms are marked by uh, significant disruptions in normal conditions. We like peace, don't we? We do like peace. We like when things are just easy going. 
you know, easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> we like it that way, don't we? We don't like to go out into the city sometimes, on the highways, sometimes the interstates, because it's like driving in a storm, even when the sun is shining. Crazy people, crazier than we are. <laughs> and, and, and we have to ask God to forgive us every time we get on the highway because we have bad thoughts, thoughts of violence. <laughs> no, not, no, not you, right? Only three or four, only me and Joe, right? <laughs> That's right. Storms are everywhere. That's right. Storms on the job, storms at home, storms in the church. Storms are unavoidable. Listen to me. Here's the reality. When you come to God, everything may not get better, but you can be better. You can get better. You can become stronger. You can be equipped to navigate through the storms of life. Brother David Cooper, close friend of mine, is here today, works for the fire department. He can tell you about automobile accidents that occurred during a storm. Is that right? Many accidents occur during a storm. What are you saying? I'm saying that if you're in a storm right now, you need to know what to do and who to go to. In fact, before you find out what to do, you need to know who to go to. Because this someone that I'm talking about can help you. Because when you're in the midst of a storm, things are out of control. That's right. There is a great disturbance. And you can make bad decisions, bad choices when you're in the midst of a storm. Hello? I see people doing dumb things all the time. I'm like, what are you driving with your flashers on for? It's only sprinkling. <laughs> Does that ever aggravate you? Huh? You're driving along, it's sprinkling, and they have their flashers on. Isn't that against the law to do that? Brother David Cooper said, yeah. Now, if you're in a state of an emergency, I guess that's relative. <laughs> for some people, that, may, that might be a state of emergency. But my point is, don't let the storm stop you from fulfilling the calling of God in your life. You have a calling. You have a destiny. Amen. God has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And we're supposed to walk in that light and have fellowship one with another. That's right. But the storms come. And some people make bad decisions, bad choices, and they blame it on the storm. Well, I'm going to tell you something. At the end of the day, when you stand before God, there's not going to be any, well, it was the storm. Well, it was the trial. Well, it was that temptation. Well, it was that boy, or it was that girl, or it was that music. Hello? None of that's going to cut it. That's right. None of that's going to cut it. There's not going to be any excuses. And you can't say, well, it's because of this, it's because of that, it's because of this or the other. None of that's going to matter. 
Because storms come to everybody. Trials come to everybody. Hurt comes to everybody. Suffering comes to everybody. Everybody experiences loss. Everybody experiences abuse and abandonment and pain. That's right. Everybody. If it hasn't happened, it's going to happen. If you live long enough, it's going to happen. But don't focus on what's going to happen. Don't focus on what has happened. Get your eyes on the one who wants to help you and protect you and preserve you. Amen. And take care of you in the midst of the storm. Somebody say, he's able to keep me in the storm. We were under the shelter just the other day, as I mentioned earlier. And I heard the thunder. I saw the lightning. I felt the wind. I felt the rain. I couldn't escape the storm. But I'm glad to report to you that I didn't get struck by lightning. I survived. And that should tell us something. That just because the storms come doesn't mean you have to drown and lose it all and throw in the towel because there is a better day. There's a brighter day coming because even when the storm is raging, the sun is still shining. God is still on his throne and he wants us to know that he can be and should be and needs to be trusted at all times. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Man will fail you. Money will leave you. Relationships will fail. Economy, government, those things will fail. They will fall. There will be a shaking in this end time like never before. Men's hearts will fail because of fear of the things that they're beholding in the earth. That will happen. So the question is, will I go to the right shelter? Will I go to the right shelter. Now, this school that we are in is a designated hurricane shelter. People will leave their homes, leave wherever they have been living, and they will actually come here because this place is well built. There's a lot of steel, a lot of mortar, a lot of Hurricane straps and etc. Brother Joe could tell you how these buildings are built. It's well built. But I'm telling you right now, there are some storms that are coming that will blow this place down. So you can't put your confidence in a building. And you can't put your confidence in a person. And you can't put your confidence in a bank account or a 401k. You can't put your confidence in your ingenuity and your intellect. But you can put your confidence in God. Because you may lose stuff. 
but you don't have to lose your soul. I feel like high-fiving somebody and tell them the storm's not going to stop me from doing the will of God. I feel like telling somebody, hallelujah, I've been in the storm, but I'm not going to stay in the storm, and I'm not going to be destroyed by the storm. I feel like high-fiving somebody and tell them we need to run to the shelter. I'm not talking about brick and mortar and steel. I'm talking about go to the God. The Bible says he is our refuge. And he's a present help in the time of trouble. But there's many people that, that, that don't know that because they haven't run to him. They haven't run to him. They're asking God to bless their shelter, their tower, their fortress. But God's not obligated to do that. Look at, other, look at our family members, brothers and sisters in other countries. There's famine, there's disease. But I say that God is still their refuge. Life's not about what you have. Life is a gift from God. Why don't you just raise your hand and just reach to the Lord today and say, Thank you for life. Thank you for life, not for stuff. You're going to lose your stuff one way or another. You came into this world with nothing, and you're not going to take anything with you. No, 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 no. Nothing. So we need a shelter that can keep us when we are hurting, when we are suffering. When we are in a disturbing situation, we need somebody to shelter us and secure us when the wind is blowing, when the waves are beating up against our ship, when we're being confronted and challenged and opposed. We need someone that will keep us when we don't even know how to keep ourselves. David was being chased by Saul. Saul was jealous and wanted to kill him. Here's the news flash. There will be people in your life that they will be jealous of you. And jealousy is very cruel. And people will do things when they give place to jealousy. And they will mistreat you. And they will make fun of you. And especially if you're too spiritual, they're really going to make fun of you. Hello? If you pray too much, they're going to make fun of you. If you worship too exuberantly, there's too much enthusiasm, people are going to make fun of you in the church. That's right. That's a storm. That's right. That's very disturbing. There's going to be times where you feel the call of God to the ministry, but you're intimidated because of people in your life. That's a storm, but I'm telling you, you need to go to the shelter and hear what he has to say because he'll keep you when others don't know how to handle you. Come on, am I in your life yet? Oh, God. 
David said, my flesh and my heart fails. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Jobs will fail. Paul said even gifts will fail. But there's one thing that will never fail. And that is charity. Why doesn't charity fail? Because charity comes from God. It's not what God has. It's who God is. God is love. And if I'm abiding under the shadow of charity, agape, perfect love, then I'm going to be kept safe and secure. I may lose my stuff. I may lose positions. Hello? I may be removed. I may be demoted. But I'm going to be saved. High five somebody and tell them, but I'm going to be saved. I may have to run from Saul a little while. Because he's jealous and insecure. I may have to run and hide in a cave. But there's one thing for sure. The Lord is my light and my salvation. He is my refuge. He is my strong tower. And even when I'm hurting, I'm being helped. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, God. Matthew chapter number 4, I've got to hurry. Verse 35. The same day when the even was come, he said unto them, Let's pass over unto the other side. And when, when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, Jesus, even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind. Couldn't you have taken us a different route? <laughs> Got to go right to the middle. And the Bible says that the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. If you've ever been out on a boat and the waves are high and the water's crashing in, it is the most horrible feeling. You talk about seasick. You want to talk about Praying and repenting and getting right before God. <laughs> I remember being with uh, Brother Jeremy Dooley and, 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 and Papa Dooley on my birthday. On my birthday. And we're traveling on that boat. Oh, it's my birthday. We're going we're to catch some fish, sailfish, wahoo kings, tuna. It's going to be on because it's my birthday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God's going to bless me on my birthday. Yeah. He's going to bless me. And we go out that, that inlet, and I'm like, man, it's, it's kind of rough out here, guys. And uh, the more we headed east through the mouth of that inlet, the bigger the waves were. And those, those waves were so big that that boat that was about a quarter mile out there, that little barge, you know, when we went down, the barge would disappear. And I told Brother J.D., Jerry, I said, I, said, I, 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 don't, I don't feel good about this. <laughs> I, I don't feel good about this at all. I mean, I was just, you know, things were going on in my mind. My stomach was not feeling well. And uh, I said, birthday or not, 
we need to stay in. We need to stay in shore. And so we did that day, and we lived to tell about it. <laughs> but Jesus knew that in this path, there was going to be a storm. He knew it. And he did not go around it. He didn't avoid it. But he led them. Someone say, he led them. Kind of reminds me of the Lord Jesus being led into the wilderness. There he was tempted. Oh, oh, the wilderness is not for, yeah, it is for you. It's for everybody. Storms are for everybody. We all got to face our storms. And this is what they said. Of course, he was asleep behind her part of the ship. And he was asleep on a, he, he brought his own pillow. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. He is so wise and has the ability to know the future. It must be pretty awesome. And they begin to awake him and say, Master, don't you care that we perish? So in their mind, this is going to kill us. In their mind, this is the worst trial I've ever experienced in all my life. In their mind, they were already convinced, we're dead. We're going to die. We're going to perish. It's over. In their mind, that's what they really thought. They really believed. And they were instilled with fear. They gave place to fear. But then they woke him up. Aren't you glad that you can wake him up in your life? Aren't you glad that in the midst of the storm you can get his attention? Oh, yes. And so he arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Wow. What a rebuke. Just confronted their fear. What does that tell us? That tells us that every one of us could potentially and probably give place to fear in the middle of our storm. We're afraid. Anybody beside me ever been afraid? We're afraid. We're afraid of what the doctor's going to say. We're afraid of the diagnosis. We're afraid of cancer. We're afraid that the doctor's going to say, you're going to have to be on medication for the rest of your life. We're afraid that we're going to get fired. We're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of consequence. We're afraid of so many things. But the Bible says, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Who's talking? The shelter's talking. The one who is our refuge and our present help in the time of trouble. He said, I didn't give you that fear. No, but we all have the ability to yield to it, don't we? But I want us to know and be reminded that our security is not in the stuff that we have, that we accumulate, that we work for, that we store up. Our security is not in the people that we hang around with. Some people feel secure when they're hanging around their wealthy friends. Some people feel secure when they're hanging around certain types of people. But I'm telling you that people will fall and people will fail. But there's one that will never fall. He will never fail. And he'll never be intimidated by pressure, pain, or the principalities of the air. And that is our God. He is our refuge. And he'll save you. And he'll keep you from losing your mind if you'll go to him. Some people don't know that God is a refuge, so they look for substitutes and alternatives. 
And some people go and say, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. You got and, and you know, and I think I need some stuff right now. That's what I think. But every time I go to the Bible, says God says, this is what you need. I'm what you need. I, I'm what you need. I'm what you need. But people are not going to God for him to be the refuge. They're going for all the other stuff that they can see, hear, and feel, and experience, and taste. I know this is so basic, right? Psalms 55 and verse number 2. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. Why? Because of the voice of the enemy. Do you know that you do have an enemy? Young people, do do you know that you actually do have an enemy? And that enemy is seeking to destroy you through acceptance and affirmation and attention and approval. Think on that for just a moment. That's right. The enemy is using things that he knows you need look for, respond to, but because they came from the wrong source, it'll destroy you. So the enemy will give you attention. The enemy will affirm you. The enemy will approve of you. The enemy will give you affection. That's right. And guess what? Some people start loving it. And they end up being destroyed in the process. Because they're getting it from the wrong source. They're going to the wrong people. They're going to the wrong shelter. And they're going to find out the hard way that you can't trust in the things of this world. Some trust in horses, others in chariots. But we will remember the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong and not the ignorant, but the righteous will run into it and they will be saved. Oh, yes, they will be protected. They will be preserved. They will be provided for in the midst of all of the suffering and the storms of this life. Can we lift our hands unto the one who will help us if we will go to him? He said, attend to my prayer. Hear me as I mourn and I complain because of the voice of the enemy. He recognized that every voice in his life was not of God. Because of the oppression of the wicked, they cast iniquity upon me. And in wrath they hated me. My heart is sore pained within me. The terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me. Sounds like a real human being. And horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, oh, that I had the wings like a dove. (laughs) That's what we want to do when the pressure and the pain and the fire gets so hot, we want to run. We want to avoid it or them. Is that right? Huh? We want to start all over somewhere else. And God is saying the answer is not somewhere else. The answer is me. Are you hearing me? My God, if you want a fresh start, start with a 
renewed, restored, revived relationship with God and let him do something in you that you could not and don't even have the ability to do for yourself. Let him be your refuge. Instead of, instead of trying to relocate geographically, get connected to God. Draw close to God. Let him become your shelter, your refuge, and your counselor. Right where you are, don't run from the storm, but run to God. And he will keep you in the middle of your storm. David said, I wanted to run and fly away and be at rest. I was tired of suffering, tired of running, tired of waking up not knowing if this day was going to be the last day. He said, lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness. Selah. I would hasten my escape. And he called these things the windy storm. That's right. All these issues and these challenges and these persecutions, he called them the windy storm and the tempest. Let's all stand together here. It's 1249. Psalms, and let's get some music to help out. We're going to play that video here in just a few moments. In Psalms 61, verses 1 through 4, he says, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, and it will be, there will be times where you will feel so faint and so weary and so languished and inundated with overwhelming pressure. And you will feel that you're about to lose your mind. Listen. Your answer is the Lord. It really is. And then he says, lead me to the rock. What are you doing today, Brother Sapp, preaching such a simple, elementary, basic message that we sing songs about? What are you doing I'm just trying to lead you to the rock. Because the rock is higher than you. It's higher than I. And if we will go to him, we will find out that he is a present help. That he is a refuge. And he is a strong tower from the enemy. He says, I, and I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Oh, yes. You will feel some things, Brother Lemuel. You will be rejected of men. You will be mistreated. You'll be misunderstood. Even in your own family circle among your own people you'll have to experience the storm of rejection that's right but you need to know who to go to that shelter sister Cohen that shelter that my son and I ran to the other day it was about 40 foot by 50 foot 
plenty big enough for my son and I. But it could have held probably another 100 people or so, 75, 100 people. But it's not big enough for the whole world. But there is one who's big enough for the whole world. And that's the one that I'm running to. Hallelujah. Remember that old song? When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock because I know he's able. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. The Lord will also be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. Those that don't, won't. Did you hear that? Those that don't know him will not put their trust in him. You will never trust someone that you do not know. Does that make sense? I think most of us adults in here understand that there is no trust without personal intimate knowledge and relationship of the other party. So if there's a problem with me trusting you, there's a problem with my relationship with you. If I can't trust God, I don't know him very well. Because, listen to me, the evidence and the fruit of your trust in God is faithfulness. That's right. The fruit and the evidence of your trust in God to be your shelter is faithfulness. Not flawless, not perfection, not faultless. Because when you look at anybody here, you're going to see faults and failures. Failures. That's right. Look at all the patriarchs. Look at all the men that God used. There's faults and flaws in all of them. But there's one thing we can say. They never stop trusting in their shelter. Oh, they never stop trusting. David, it may take you 20 years to be positioned where I want you. But don't give up on my anointing. Don't give up on my calling. Don't give up on my promise concerning your life and your destiny. Somebody here today needs to be reminded that God will only be my shelter when I trust Him. Now you can quote scriptures all day long and you can sing songs all day long. But if you don't trust Him, then He is not your shelter. He'll always be the shelter. But He's not going to be everybody's shelter because everybody's not going to run to Him and everybody's not going to trust Him because everybody doesn't know Him. But to you here today, I'm directing your attention and I'm reminding you, don't go anywhere else, but go to Him. 
Don't complain. Don't backbite. Don't get bitter. Don't harbor resentment. Don't seek vengeance. That belongs to the Lord. But go to God. Let Him be your refuge. Let Him take care of you. And let Him take care of anybody that considers themselves your foe or your adversary. Give it to God. And He will be your refuge. He will be your strong tower. If you'll trust Him. If you'll seek Him. If you'll submit to him, if you'll obey him. There's a strong tower, but it's not doing you any good until you run to it and get in it. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, if God's going to be your refuge, you got to get in him. And there's only one way to get in him. Huh? Only one way. You must be born again of the water and of the spirit if not you'll never know him as a refuge as a strong tower and as a shelter can we lift our hands to the one who loves us right now he is the lord he's strong and he's well able to help us to keep us to be our security in the midst of the storms of life come on the bible says trust in him at all times ye people Pour out your heart before God. God is a refuge for us. And if you'll learn to trust Him, you'll learn that He will keep you. He will cause you to dwell in safety. And you will be saved and you will be preserved and you will endure and you will become unmovable. The fruit of your trust in God. Hallelujah. I run to you, I run to you, I run to you, I run to you, I run to you. There's things, God, that are out of my control. I've tried to handle them in my own ability, with my own strength. And God, I only mess things up. Help me, Lord, teach me, God. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Help me to go to you that you become my refuge and my strong tower, my shelter from the storm. Come on, can we reach out for the Lord here today? Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's just a simple word, but it's just reminding us that if the storm, if you're not in the storm, then there's a storm coming. And you need to have faith to know where to go and who to turn to. When the wind and the waves are raging and out of control, when there's great disturbance in your life, you need to know who to go to. He has the answer. He is the Lord. He is the Lord. He is the Lord. And we will be saved. He will give us grace. He will provide for us. And we will endure to the end. And we will be saved. Because He's our refuge and our present help. In the time of trouble, praise God. Let's turn the video up really quick. Turn, I want you to play that PowerPoint. Put it on the screen. This is what happened just a couple of days ago in Guatemala. We have many brothers and sisters over there.
Look at the devastation. Two days ago, they ran to their homes. They tried to get under coverings and roofs, but everything was just overwhelmed. There was a lot of loss. So where do you turn to when you lose it all? Where do you turn to when you lose stuff? Where do you turn to when you love people or you lose people that you love? Where do you turn to when your heart is broken and you're overwhelmed, you just lost a child? Where do you turn to? I'm here to remind you, I go to the rock. I don't understand why these things happen, why these storms why these type of things happen. I don't understand. Keep that last slide up there. But I know one thing for sure. I have a refuge. And even if I suffer like Job, even if I lose stuff, lose people, Lose position. Lose prestige. Decrease in popularity. Let's all stand. Please, let's all stand. Job made this statement. And he said, though he slay me. Though he slay me. Listen. You're going to feel like people are slaying you. You're going to feel like it's over. And you may even fear that. But I feel like the Lord wants me to remind you it's not over. If He's your refuge and He's your strong tower and He's your shelter, it's not over. (laughs) It's not over. So, collectively, one more time, can we just extend our hands and give thanks unto the Lord? Come on, we've quoted it. But I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being our refuge. Thank you for being that strong tower. Thank you for being that shelter from the enemy. A shelter in the midst of the storm. I wish I could sing that song. Ushers, I want you to come. Ushers, please come at this time. I want to usher just to grab the offering plate. And we're going we're gonna to try to sing this song or hum it or whatever. But the ushers are going to come. We're going to try to do something to help these families in Guatemala. All of the monies that come in, we're going to send it. It's going to go through CSI, Compassion Services International. If you don't have anything to give, you can actually go to CSI, Compassion Services International. I believe that's dot, maybe dot org. And you can actually give directly online to the Guatemala uh, uh, Disaster Relief Fund. People are dying. These gases are just 
messing people up, women, men, children. Praise God. Where's our ushers? Thank you so much. So in closing, as we sing and close out the service, our ushers are coming. If you have a special offering, something left, sacrifice McDonald's, those chicken nuggets, sacrifice those for today. And let's give a little something. Would you, would you help us sing? Go ahead, brother. Come on. We're going to partner with the Lord today. That's right. We're going to partner with the Lord today. We're going to make a difference. Come on. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous go into it. Where is the name of the Lord? The name of the Lord is in the church. We bear his name. That means we uphold him as our refuge and our strength. Come on, we've been called to make a difference. Because of the one who dwells in us, he's the shelter from the storm. God bless you. Let's sing and worship together.